It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 14th, 2019. My name is Phil Prosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about Ken Birch's season and what he was able to do for the Orlando Magic to set himself up for his future, as well as talk briefly about something that went right for the team, their ability to find diamonds in the rough, of which Ken Birch certainly one of them, and certainly credit to both Steve Clifford and to Jeff Weltman and his staff to, to kind of bolster the Magic step, something they will have to continue to do. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with the excruciating detail that we cover the Magic here, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail from local experts who cover their team every single day. No one knows their teams better than the guys that watch them every single day. You don't worry. You know, you don't... Us Magic fans like to criticize the national media for not watching the Magic. Just think how those other teams feel that that actually do get watched and they still get it wrong. The local experts know. So if you want... The inside scoop on tomorrow's game one, or today's game one, between the Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers, Locked On Warriors and Locked On Blazers is your place to go. Looking ahead to tomorrow's game one between the Milwaukee Bucks and Toronto Raptors, Locked On Bucks and Locked On Raptors is your place to go. You've got Locked On NBA 2 if you want the national perspective, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball for a fantasy perspective on these games too, but the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered for the conference finals. Plus, hey, it's NBA Draft Lottery Day. I don't have to do a live show today because the Magic aren't in it. So who cares? Well, you know, there's that guy Zion Williamson who everyone seems to think will be a pretty good player, and he should be. Uh, that We're going to find out where he ends up with the NBA Draft Lottery taking place and, of course, NBA Draft Combine to follow. So Locked On Knicks might be popular this time of year. Locked On Suns might be popular this time of year. Or who knows? Could be Locked On Pelicans or Locked On Kings or... No, it won't be Locked On Heat. No one likes the Heat. But you can get all the lottery action from whoever wins the NBA Draft Lottery on the Locked On Podcast Network. Search on iTunes or on the Himalaya app for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Himalaya app, of course. You can download podcasts directly to your device, discover new podcasts with suggestions, and create playlists to you all on the Himalaya app, the home of the Locked On Podcast Network. Find it all, search search on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The 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 impression that that I always got from Ken Birch when asked about his decision to join the Orlando Magic was simply he wanted to be back or he wanted to be in the NBA. Ken Birch made a fine career was one of the very best players in EuroLeague uh, for, for several years. 
and was just knocking on the door of the NBA. It was never clear if or when he would get his chance. And the Magic brought him on on a two-year minimum deal where he was essentially buried behind Nikola Vucevic and Bismack Biombo last year and then eventually behind Nikola Vucevic and Mohamed Bamba. Eventually, Birch played his way over Biombo. But in both instances, the Magic were more invested in the two players ahead of him on the depth chart. And while Birch was a nice player who they really liked and clearly enough to sign him, Birch still kind of sat on the bench. Something external would have to push him into the into the rotation, especially this year with the Magic investing a sixth overall pick in Mo Bamba. And it got so bad, reportedly, according to Zach Lowe of ESPN, that Birch thought about asking the Magic for his release so he could go back to Europe and actually play games. He didn't play very much at all in the first half of the season. But then, luck for Birch, at least. That's not luck whenever anyone gets hurt. Luck for Birch, at least, struck. Mo Bamba fractured his leg, and all of a sudden, the path to minutes was open for Ken Birch. And if there's one thing we learned about Ken Birch last year, is that if you give him the opportunity to play, he will play and play well. Birch last year, uh, in the 2018 season, was one of the few bright spots of the end of the season. Finally giving him the minutes to play, he was a great shot blocker, great rim protector, solid pick-and-roll defender. Did all kind of the dirty, grimy things that don't show up in a box score. Great screen setter. You know, he had his moments where he looked a little bit like a rookie, like he, you know, was new to the NBA. But he clearly belonged. And it just made you sit there and scratch your head and say, why did he sign up to play for a team that already had two established centers on the roster? What led to that decision? Again, it's probably just his desire to be in the NBA with all the trappings and and stability the NBA provides over some of the leagues in Europe, even the teams that he was playing for in Turkey. It's a comfort to being home, so to speak. This year was difficult for him, but when he got his playing time, he made a clear and defined impact. After January 10th, when Mo Bamba first got hurt, Ken Birch played essentially every game the rest of the season. I think he missed six or seven when Bamba came back from the injury initially before they diagnosed it as a fracture. And Birch delivered on all the things that you expect him to deliver. He was a great defender, great rim protector, solid screen setter, finished around the basket, rolled hard to the rim. Off the bench, the Magic suddenly had a defensive spark. From January 10th to the end of the season, only Wessel Wundu and Isaiah Briscoe had a better on-court defensive rating than, than Ken Birch. And it's not unfair to say, or perhaps it's pure coincidence, but I don't think it's unfair to say that one of the major turning points in the season was Ken Birch entering the rotation. When Ken Birch stepped into the rotation, the Magic started winning. The season turned around. And it was absolutely vital to Orlando. 
Now, obviously, they're invested heavily in, in Mo Bamba. But the numbers don't support that Mo Bamba was helping the team win. Of all the players on the roster, Mo Bamba had the, of all the rotation players, Mo Bamba had the worst on-court defensive rating on the team. Now, there is context that's needed. The Magic were still figuring out rotations. Their bench unit at that time for most of the first half of the season was terrible. And so by the time Birch entered the lineup, the Magic had figured out the rotation and Birch was able to play much freer. I'm personally one that that's convinced that, that Bamba would not have played as well as Birch, but he would have been just fine, that he was starting to turn a corner before his injury. But I don't think it's, it's hard to argue, and, and I would argue it actually, that Birch was more ready to play and that sitting Birch for Bamba cost the Magic wins. Bamba needed to play because he's a rookie and rookies do need to play to get better. But Birch still gave the Magic a better chance to win. For all of Bamba's defensive potential, Birch is a better defender today. He understands positioning and where he needs to be. And it was just a case of the, the guy needed an opportunity. And he proved it again once he got it. His stats, not really relevant. 50 games, 4.8 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game. It's not really what he's there to do. Uh, according to Basketball Reference, he had a 2.3 defensive box plus minus, 1.0 defensive win shares, 2.8 total win shares, 18.8 defensive rebound rate, which is a little bit below average, a 3.8% block rate, which is very good. He was extremely solid. And that's honestly the best way to describe Ken Birch. Extremely solid. You know what you're getting from him every single night during every single game. And for a bench player like him, that is a vital start. That is how you get minutes. You are reliable uh, to do what you need to do. And again, he kept himself ready for when the opportunity came and once again, did not let go of that opportunity once it did. That's Ken Birch. And honestly... This season for Ken Birch was really about proving that he belongs in the NBA. He will be a restricted free agent this summer. The Magic, I assume, will offer him a qualifying offer and retain the right to match any offer that he gets. He will get paid. He will get a contract offer from somewhere because he proved that he is an NBA quality center. Certainly at least a backup. Certainly a reserve quality center. And that's great. That's what he needed to do. The only question, of course, is he's never gone through a full season. He played 42 games last year. He played 50 games this year because he's been buried on the bench. And so whoever signs him will have to ask the question, can he make it the full 82 games? I have no reason to think he won't. The other question they'll probably have to ask is, can he expand his game in any way? I know that he worked on his jumper throughout the offseason but never really got to display it in games. And I did see him working on his jumper. It's probably not the cleanest thing. Probably not. It's probably a reason he didn't display it in games. He probably didn't feel comfortable with it yet. But he is trying to expand his range and be a little bit more of an offensive threat. At 26 years old, he still has room to grow. The question will always come down to cost. But for the Magic, the question with Ken Birch is going to come down to role and, of course, the fate of Nikola Vucevic. I know a lot of fans have, have started pondering, you know, maybe they can go after uh, certain bi certain big men, on certain veteran big men, especially on one or two-year deals, but 
Honestly, I think one of the Magic's better options at center if Nikola Vucevic eventually leaves is to match whatever offer Ken Birch gets and use him as the stopgap until Mo Bamba's ready. If Mo Bamba's ready to start earlier, Ken Birch is fine coming off the bench and you're probably going to be paying him reserve money. You're not going to be paying him starter money. And so you save a little money on the top there to, to go improve the roster elsewhere when Bamba is ready. We know Birch can play that backup role and I think he can step in and, and be a, as solid as a starter. Obviously, you're going to lose a little bit offensively, which could hurt this team. But he, I think he's proved, he's gained that trust and proven that he can take on that role and, and compete for a starter spot with Mo Bamba, with a guy like Mo Bamba. Of course, that's a consideration and a decision that Jeff Weltman will have to make down the road. But Bamba, or, but, but Birch has established himself in this league. If that's the most important thing he could do this year, Birch has established that he is an NBA center. That was his goal. That is who he is, and I suspect he will get richly rewarded for it. That he will get security and long-term stability in a role and in this league moving forward. And that's all he ever wanted from the very beginning. It's why he came back to the NBA and, and took this risk. Because the one thing we know about Ken Burch is when you give him an opportunity, he will take advantage of it. The Magic probably do not make the playoffs. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guys I say this about. The Magic probably do not make the playoffs without, without these guys. And Ken Burch to a certain lesser extent, but the move to put Ken Burch in the rotation was a turning point for this team. It made them better. And Ken Burch deserves a lot of our praise for that um, as a difference maker off the bench. Another really solid year for Ken Birch. And again, he's going to get his money. He's going to get his contract this summer. And, and he certainly, certainly deserves it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. No matter what happens with Ken Birch, though, I think there's, there's one thing that this season proved about Jeff Waltman, John Hammond, and the Orlando Magic's whole front office staff, their whole scouting department, um, that that Ken Burch is a part of, that certainly bodes well for the team. You know, I, I think when we look back at the Rob Hennigan era, um, and some would call it the Rob Hennigan era, um, I think we will look back and see that talent evaluation was not the problem. The Magic hit on every draft pick except for Mario Azonia. They got some nice second-round players in, in Kylo Quinn. They maybe didn't value the second round as much as they should have. Um, but really, the big weakness, or, uh, but really, there were two big weaknesses of that era. It was poor, you know, player management, you know, from coaching, from the coaching staff to getting players that fit together, that the talent was there, but that but never fit together perfectly. And the second problem was the inability to supplement the roster with cheap, with cheap guys who could really help boost the team. 
you know, really out of all the, the guys that the Magic kind of picked up off the scrap heap, which if you're a rebuilding team, you need to be able to identify 10-day contract guys and, and kind of hidden gems because you're not attracting the big names. Really, the only guy that they unearthed was Etwan Moore. They were good at drafting. They were good at drafting first-round picks and finding young players, but they weren't good at kind of finding the diamonds in the rough. Already in two years, we can safely say that Jeff Waltman and his staff are very good at finding diamonds in the rough. Ken Birch being one of them, a guy that was kind of overlooked in the NBA, applied his trade in Europe, came back, and made an impact. Once again, the Magic found guys that other teams had looked past and said, we can make something of him, and then did in vital ways. And all credit should go to Jeff Waltman, John Hammond, Matt Lloyd, all those guys. As I forget who tell, told the story. I think it was either John Hammond or, or I think it might have been Matt Lloyd that said this. Um, as the Magic were beginning to evaluate players in the summer, I think John Hammond told this story on, on the radio. They were looking for those diamonds in the rough. They were looking for guys that might have been overlooked, that they were interested in, to bring to their camp. Because you don't want to bring a guy to camp that you're not actually going to play or use. And John Hammond told Matt Lloyd and his staff, find me the next Ken Birch. And that's when Matt Lloyd gave, the, gave John Hammond and Jeff Weltman Isaiah Briscoe's name. When the Magic signed Isaiah Briscoe at the beginning of Summer League, not even when Summer League began, it kind of took everyone by surprise. Like uh, You kind of remember the name from Kentucky, but he really didn't amount to much. And coming from the Estonian League, that's not exactly the murderer's row. But that proved to be a consequential signing. Jaron Grant didn't work out. But waiting to go to Isaiah Briscoe when they did, when he got seasoned, got comfortable with the NBA, they gave him a role that mattered. That made an impact for the team, and a real impact for the team. He was able to mix things up defensively. He was able to get into the lane and just kind of wreak havoc. I kind of described him as a wrecking ball. And the Magic needed that physicality and that edge with that second unit. He brought the pace up just from being a little more physical and a little more energetic with the team. And again, like I said, with Cam Birch, that rotation decision changed the season. So too did Isaiah Briscoe. He was everywhere defensively and he just made life hard on that end and was willing to mix things up offensively and get into the lane and, and create. He still has rough edges and we'll talk more about him in the coming days, but... That was a find that nobody else had. He wasn't on anyone else's radar, it seemed. And the Magic brought him in and made something of him and got a lot out of him. Again, it's hard to imagine the Magic making the playoffs without him. The same goes with Michael Carter-Williams. Michael Carter-Williams was playing pickup in a gym in Los Angeles. Not a pro gym, but like... Honestly, in LA fitness, it's crazy. He was kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. And when the Magic signed him, it was kind of a, huh. Like really surprising that they signed him, that they even gave him the chance. And he came in and picked the pace up even more than Isaiah Briscoe did, turned the Magic's bench 
and did one of the best benches in the last half of the season, or the last 12 games of the season when he played, and won the Magic a few games, propelled them to propelled them into the postseason, gave them that last little push they needed to get over the hump. Carter Williams was amazing this year, and, and yeah, no longer the butt of any jokes. Magic fans want to sign him, and honestly, he may have played himself into a more secure contract than the Magic can give him. But we'll see. We'll see. But in both these cases, Magic management had a keen eye for what they were looking for, exactly what they were looking for. Had the patience to develop it in Briscoe's case, and certainly in Birch's case. And found players that no one else was looking for. Found good players that no one else was looking for. And especially when you're a team that's bumping up against a salary cap like Orlando is. Every opportunity to add a quality player, you have to take advantage of. If the Magic get those players wrong, if they get those roster spots wrong, they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, the star players are the star players, but it's those role players that get you over the hump. And Orlando did that absolutely right. They found guys who could contribute. Maybe they didn't expect them to contribute the way that they did. But the faith in their talent and their coaching staff enabled them to take that big step. And it was a big step. No doubt about it. It was a humongous, humongous thing to get these kinds of contributions from minimum contract guys. It's been a long time since the Magic had that. I've said Michael Carter-Williams might be the Magic's best 10-day contract signing since Daryl Armstrong in 1995. And again, Daryl Armstrong didn't do much in the 95 season. He started really making inroads with the roster in 96 and 97. Carter-Williams' impact was immediate. And again, it was vital to the playoff push. And so moving forward, for sure, the Magic will need to continue hitting on these diamonds in the rough. Finding players that they believe in that nobody else is looking for. That's going to supplement their roster and that's going to ultimately make the team better moving forward. And the fact that the Magic have done this now in two straight years with Ken Birch and Isaiah Briscoe certainly bodes well for the team's eye for talent, their decision-making, and what they feel this team needs and their feel for, for the team in general. And you have to hope that that will continue. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be doing our NBA Draft Combine preview there coming up hopefully on Tuesday. If not, it'll be early Wednesday. We'll talk about the players the Magic will probably be watching at watching for at the NBA Draft Combine. We'll update any talks about the NBA Draft Combine as well, about who the Magic are interviewing and whatnot coming up 
on tomorrow uh, throughout the week. But tomorrow we'll begin some focus on the NBA Draft Combine in addition to continuing our player evaluations. Um, yeah, we'll start talking about the 2020 season here coming up. NBA Draft Lottery, of course, is today. Be sure to check out Locked On NBA for a recap of that, as well as a Locked On podcast of the winner. Plus, Golden State Warriors, Portland Trailblazers, Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals is due up on Tuesday night at 9 Eastern time. Definitely check out Locked On Blazers and Locked On Warriors to get you set for that huge, huge battle in Oakland. But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.